Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Conversation With. My name is Terrence Fox, Head of Innovation at iAdvise, and we have a real magical discussion planned for you today. Uh, with the acceleration into digital we've seen in the past year, brands now have numerous different channels and mediums to compete on for the attention of today's consumer. Of course, the experience you provide is your differentiator. I think it would be important to take a step back to really start to understand how you can build a great customer experience. So naturally, I wanted to start with our guest today to hear to you know, here to show you how simply you can make your customer experience more memorable or magical. I'll keep throwing that around until someone tells, tells me to stop. Uh, he began his career at Disney in 1979, and he honed his customer service abilities there for 20 years. Today, he serves as a full-time speaker, trainer, and consultant, and he helps key brands like Verizon, American Express, achieve goals related to customer service, employee development, and leadership. He's the author of two best-selling books, Lessons from the Mouse and Unleashing Excellence. And maybe those clues finally cued you into where this gentleman may have worked for quite a while, 20 years. But it's my pleasure to welcome Dennis Snow for today's session around delivering truly magical customer experiences. Dennis, great to have you. Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be participating in the show. Yeah, yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, and of course, your knowledge and experience and in, in, in customer service as it pertains to Disney and, and what you've seen over the years is going to be truly impactful today. So thank you. Pleasure is all ours. Uh, how, Dennis, if you don't mind me asking some uh, preliminary questions, sure. how have you been staying busy uh, this past year? We're now yeah. in a year. You mean after I crawled out of my fetal position uh, last last year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm doing a lot of uh, virtual programs for, mm. for groups. You know, typically I'm in front of a live group, but I've been doing a lot of virtual programs. But uh, in addition to that, this year I've been doing a tremendous amount of reading just to stay on top of what's going on. You know, books that had, that, that I've been wanting to read and haven't read now, mm. well, I've, I've got the time to read them. So I've been reading a lot, uh, podcasts, been listening to a lot of podcasts that are relevant to, you know, my topic, which is the customer experience, um, and just trying to, to stay ahead of things. I've been doing a lot of writing, too, and uh, putting things out there in, in written form. Yeah, uh, and that's always a great exercise, especially as a stress reliever, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And anxiety. I've been working out, too. That's the other thing. I've been working out uh, pretty reg more hmm. regularly than maybe I did in the past. Good. Yeah, I didn't know when it would be appropriate to compliment you, but I know that's <laughs> good. Uh, now, for my next question, tell me a little bit about a memorable digital experience you've had as a consumer. And I'll say you can't use a Disney example. Can't use a Disney? Okay. No. Um, <clears throat> well, last summer, yeah, I live in Orlando, Florida, and yep. we get a lot of lightning storms here. Uh, we're the lightning strike capital of the world, as a matter of fact. Central Florida is the lightning mm. strike capital of the world. Uh, and last Summer, last spring, summer, we had a major outage, uh, electrical outage, and our local utility did a wonderful job of, of keeping us informed via text what was going on. And about every 15 minutes, we got an update of what was happening, when we could expect the power to come back on. Because usually you're just sitting there, you know, yeah. not knowing what's going on. You're, you're trying to, to figure out, you know, when it's going to come back on. And I thought they did a marvelous job digitally of managing the expectations of 
frustrated customers because you know when mm -hmm. the electricity goes out that's one of the most frustrating things that you can deal with right um and so that was a, a very memorable positive experience that uh uh that i thought this utility had in place yeah, if you're going to be going through something difficult, to be communicating and to at least have an understanding of where it stands. Yeah, they're managing the expectations. It's still frustrated, of course, mm -hmm. but they're managing the, the the process rather than as the customer, me, me having to sit back and trying to figure out what's going on. Yes, right. Uh, and as someone who grew up on a farm in rural New York, Dennis, where we'd lose power for a week or two. Oh, <laughs> that's a different with, story. Yeah. Right. With five siblings staring at each other, uh, yeah. I can certainly relate to that frustration. Yeah, Candyland can only go so far. Ooh. Yeah, shoots and ladders. Yeah. Um, wonderful. And have you learned anything about yourself as a consumer in this stretch of time? Anything new that you didn't know? Uh, um, I think the, the big thing that I've learned for myself is that I'm very comfortable with different ways of interacting with organizations, mm. you know, as a customer, I mean, you right. know, that, that, you know, whether it's on the telephone, whether it's face to face, uh, via text, whatever it may be that, uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm always been sort of traditional, but I realize I've gotten very comfortable with, with the various channels, which means my expectations are regardless of what channel I choose to interact with a company, right? It be consistent. You know, the right. each channel needs to be consistent with the other channels uh, because you know I might choose this one for this situation and another one for another situation. And I've also discovered that there are times when I'm using multiple channels at the same time, right? You know, with an organization. <clears throat> so that's been a, a, a real learning for me that uh, that I am more I'm not as much of a dinosaur as I used to think I, I was. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you mentioned these other channels, right? I think that's been a big eye opener for a lot of yeah. brands these days is. Uh, yeah. You need to be where your consumer is. Yeah, you can't be good at just one of the things anymore. You know, you've right. got to be. You've got to focus in on what is. How does the consumer consume your product? Of course, right. And uh, making sure you're there, and making sure that, it, as you said, feels like one single organism. Yeah, because a lot of times it depends on who you talk to, right. you know, on who yeah. you're interacting with. You right. want it to be consistent. Absolutely. So uh, let's get to Disney. Tell me a little bit about your time at Disney and why you feel it's been so crucial to developing your sure. customer experience skills. Well, I, I worked there for 20 years. You know, I started out on the front lines as a ride operator and then got into to management. And I think the biggest thing that I learned uh, from that experience is that it's the little touches that you do, the little, the little moments of wow of asking a family if you can take a photograph for them so they can all be in the photograph, you know, when the designated photographer pulls out the camera. Right. Um, if a child's dressed up as one of the uh, the Disney princesses, call her by her princess name, uh, mm. you know, commenting on something that's on somebody's shirt or cap, all of these little things, they add up to a big thing. And right. so that was one of the key learnings that I had was it doesn't it, those big grandiose grandiose wows they're not they're not necessary. It's if you do these little things right and do them consistently, mm -hmm. that's what creates the comfort and the, the the loyalty factor. 
Yeah, and as a father of a one and a half year old daughter, I can see why that'd be so impactful for the whole family, right? Yeah. Those examples you gave. Yeah, calling the calling the little girl by the princess name for whatever concept or costume she's wearing, <laughs> you've just made those parents so happy. You right. Know? They're, they're willing to open up the wallet even more, you know. Yeah. Okay, let me give you some more money. Let me give you some more money. Right. Yeah. Or isn't it all Disney dollars anyway? So they can't really. Uh, well, they're figuring out more ways to separate <laughs> you from your money. Yeah. Yeah. Trust Disney is not a nonprofit organization. I don't, right. I don't think anybody would ever accuse them of that. Hey, they do it well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, well, that's that. That's the bottom line, right? Hmm. Is yes, it is expensive, but people when they're leaving, wow, that was expensive. But we can't wait to come back. We're still right. we're starting to make our plans for. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Right. From a business perspective. And what do you think other organizations can learn from uh, Disney's approach here? And how do you use this approach to educate some of your, uh, you know, you, you act as a consultant? Right. Right. I do training, consulting, and speaking, and so forth. And the I, I think the big learning for any mm -hmm. organization is products and services are commodities today. People have a lot of choices for people have a lot of choices for thrill rides, you know, on uh, amusement park rides. Yeah, uh, you can't compete on that. It's got to be the overall experience. So like for Disney, uh, from the moment you start planning your vacation to the moment you leave at the end of your vacation, everything in between they view as the product. Right. So how can we make each of those elements, each of those touch points, a Disney experience? And I think any organization, you know, it's a store or a restaurant, it could, it could be, you know, any, any organization, you look at the physical product, customers have a tremendous amount of choices. Mm. You look at the experience, now you've expanded your thinking. And you think, okay, what are the various touch points and how can we make them special and loyalty driving? And that's one of the things that I help companies do is, is identify that, that experience that they're creating, that bigger product, and how do you make it special for your, for your customers? Yeah, you just gave a, an example, of course. Uh, but when you're thinking about delivering a magical customer experience, um, you know, how, how do you really see, uh, how do you help brands really engage their employees? And how does this translate into customer success? Right. And then, and happy. Employee, you mean employee engagement? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, ultimately, it comes down to what people are doing within the organization, mm -hmm. and how they're interacting with somebody, whether it's digitally or face to face, you know, however they're doing it. Yeah. Um, they're part of the show. Uh, so at Disney, you know, they call their employees cast members. And that's a very carefully chosen phrase, cast right. members, because they want you to know you're part of the show. You're part, you're, you're part of the experience. You're always being watched, maybe. You're always being watched. And, <laughs> and what people remember is how they're treated, right? That's, that's what people really remember. And you can tell instantly when somebody really cares about you uh, and partners with you in the success of whatever it is you're doing versus somebody who processes you right. through a system. And I think that's one of the, the biggest challenges that I see out there is many organizations process their customers. And it's really hard to feel that loyalty factor when you've just been processed through a system right. versus you deal with a company and you can tell just by you know, the words they're using, the, the, the way they're doing it, that they truly care. Now, as the customer, you feel valued. Mm. That's the loyalty driver. Mm. 
Absolutely. And with this tremendous, you know, obviously it's been a wild 12 months. Oh, uh, yeah. Full yeah. year, right? Yeah. Uh, it took me saying that to really realize it. Um, but with the, the changes we've seen in the last year and the obvious trend towards digitalization, uh, how has this kind of challenged your approach uh, in the way that you, you share how, how brands should grow and, and improve that experience today? Well, I think that, you know, from the digitalization standpoint, <laughs> the biggest thing that, uh, that I see happening is expectations around speed. Mm. That people are, are more comfortable with, with technology right now because they've been forced into it. They've been forced into using technology that maybe they weren't comfortable for with right. before. Now people are very comfortable with technology for the most part. Mm. And that translates to their expectations of speed. How quick, you know, it used to be, you know, companies would, would uh, say they've created a wow if they get back to you by the end of the day. Right. right? Yeah. That's now it's by the end of the next five minutes. You know, right. if, if, if you don't respond within, you know, a very condensed amount of time, people are, are frustrated. So that's one of the things that I think that that organizations really have to look at and, and perhaps step up their game is how how responsive are they to mm. their customers, regardless of what channel the customer is using. That old thing of by the end of the business day, that's gone. That's 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 gone now. They expect. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we've seen, of course, the big names really capitalize on that, right? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> the obvious example is Amazon. I think if if my wife orders something, I'm half expecting a drone to be coming around the trees in the distance. I agree. Off. Well, they and they they call it uh, a, a person from Amazon that I was talking to one time uh, said people suffer from Amazonnesia. Something arrives that you even forgot you ordered. That's, you know, I don't know, Dennis, maybe you've been a long time fan of this segment, but that's a joke I've made in the past. Uh, oh, have you really? Yeah, oh, wow. I, I have a quiz with my wife. She can't open the Amazon package unless she can tell me what it is. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, it's so it happens. I mean, you remember you used to wait with bated breath for something to be delivered, right. you know, because it took right. weeks. Now I forgot. I forgot I even ordered that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. But that's, that's not convenience in a nutshell, right? And con and convenience too. That's another thing from Amazon. Uh, that expectation around convenience. So for Disney, one of the learnings from COVID is that increased digitalization, where your iPhone, your your smartphone, can get you into the park, can get you into your hotel room, can can. Uh, uh, check you in for your hotel room. You can buy your merchandise. You can get your fast pass and it's all in that one mechanism. Mm. And this has really forced them to use it even more. Um, so that things are kind of touchless, you know, uh, right. throughout the experience. And many of those things I think will be here to stay. Yeah. And I'm still just between you and I, uh, I'm still the type that uh, I'm wowed that I no longer have to touch a menu anymore when I yeah. go eat, right? Yeah. That's still blowing my mind. Yeah. Um, Dennis, what do you see as some of the biggest mistakes businesses are making today as it pertains to the customer experience? I think the biggest mistake is companies don't take the time to think about what the customer experience is supposed to be. Mm. They haven't defined, you know, those touch points that I talked about earlier. Right. They haven't defined, okay, what do we want to happen anytime we're interacting with a customer in one of those channels, you know, that we're dealing with? 
so I think one of the things that Disney did that was very, very well done, and I, I again, I worked there for 20 years, is there was no doubt what the guest experience was supposed to be and mm -hmm. that you as a cast member were a part of that experience. It was around you all the time from the hiring process to new hire orientation to ongoing training to, mm -hmm. uh, to uh, meetings that you have with the team. You know, everything reflects back to that experience that they're trying to create. And some people say, well, that sounds like brainwashing. And I always say, no, it doesn't. That sounds like really good business. Yeah. That it doesn't matter who you're interacting with. It's a consistent experience. It's still a Disney experience. Right. Uh, so on that topic, let's talk about some of the challenges uh, that might exist for Disney in, in the industry today. Well, I think the big one is going to be re-onboarding people that have been laid off or furloughed, right. uh, hiring new people. When the, the vaccine is going to be a you know a, a major factor in mm -hmm. when this happens, but there's going to be a tipping point mm -hmm. where organizations that really had to downscale now are in the mode of uh, okay, we need to be re re-onboarding our people or re or hiring new people. And I, my, with my clients, I say, start planning that now, how that's going to happen. You don't want to be playing catch up and suddenly, you know, you're, you're bombarded with new customers. You're opening up your doors again, or you're increasing your capacity. That's mm -hmm. not the time to be thinking about your hiring or your re-onboarding strategy. Now is the time to be thinking about it. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and of, of course, that sort of disjointed, unorganized feel is pushed at the customer as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The customers, the customers know, you know, and, and uh, you know, we used to hire and they still do at Disney hire a lot of part-time people, mm -hmm. temporary people. They all go through the same training because the guests should never know that this is a part-time person or this is a full-time person, or this is somebody who's just going to be working there over the holidays versus somebody who's worked there for 20 years. The right. guests should never know that. Um, so, you know, again, surrounding people with this is what the experience is supposed to be. Right. And uh, making it incredibly known too amongst the organization, I think is a, a right. very takeaway. Right. And, and that goes to keeping it simple too. Some, some organizations really overcomplicate this stuff. Mm. What, the, what, what I do with clients is I say, define three things you want your customers to say about their experience, any experience they have with you. What are three things that you would want them to say? And that makes them get kind of laser focused on, okay, what is our differentiator? If I have to figure out three things, then once you have those three things, so what has to happen then in order for customers to say those three things? And that makes you start thinking about behaviors. You know, what, has, what, what are the behaviors I need to exhibit so a customer says X, Y, Z? Right. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned the cell phone. Uh, do you see any other changes that's occurred with uh, Disney uh, that you think are here to stay? Um, well, again, I think that the uh, the fast pass is going to come back there. They, they haven't been using that recently because you actually have to make a res reservation to go to the parks. Mm. There's talk that that reservation to go to the parks may stay. Oh, okay. that, that, that may be something that stays. I can't say for sure. Don't make any stock purchases based on uh, on, yeah. on that comment. But that may be something that, that that stays. But I think a lot of the touchless components, you know, the ordering food, you can purchase <laughs> merchandise on your cell phone and have it delivered to your hotel room and so forth. 
I think those are things that are going to stay. Got it. Uh, and my last question for you, kind of off the cuff, Dennis, is, uh, you know, you serve as a consultant for these huge brands today, the president of Snow and Associates. This is your role as a kind of a CX beacon, I'll call right. it, uh, at a crazy time. Uh, do you have any sort of wild 2021 CX predictions or or things that maybe you would hope brands kind of take on this year? Well, and it's going to sound like I'm speaking selfishly, but I'm not. Whether they hire me or not is is, is irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, I think we need to up our game in terms of keeping our employees focused on the experience. Hmm. So whether that's training, communication, reinforcement, coaching, you know, all of those leadership elements. Right. I think uh, organizations have really got to step up their game uh, on how they do that, because that's going to continue to be the driver of, of success, you know, going forward. Again, even though COVID is going on, people still have a lot of choices for whatever it is you sell. Right. And the experience is going to be the thing that makes the difference. So we actually, uh, Dennis, we have a question for you. Fritz uh, decided to surprise you and prompt oh, Okay. Uh, so the question, this, this focus is on the parks that might reopen soon. Uh, however, how does Disney face the current growing customer base on shopdisney.com? So do you have much to say on the digital side as well? Well, it goes, the whole Disney experience goes hand in hand. Sure. So the, the digital experience and the, uh, the park experience are linked you know right. people who go to disney world buy disney products people who buy disney products they want to go to disney world so right. i think what we'll see going forward is more of a seamless synergy between entities within the organization right, um, right now the uh, disney plus you know the the live streaming yep. i think we're going to see a lot more of synergy there publicizing the parks products so forth so that again it's a disney it's a it's a rounded disney experience right and one single organism like one thing right right absolutely uh well mr snow i'll let you off the hook you're out of the hot seat all right all right thank that was a good question though yeah it was a pleasure to have you here thank you so much and uh uh obviously Snow and Associates, the president, Dennis Snow, 20-year grizzled veteran of Disney, here to share how to help brands deliver magical customer experiences. Check him out at snowassociates.com. Dennis, again, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for sharing. It was a pleasure, pleasure being on the show. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Join us next week. We have CX expert, author of Why Customers Leave, Visibility Marketing, and many others. Uh, the conversational and very funny David Averin joins us to tackle the customer experience gap. See you next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Thanks for joining with Dennis Snow. And of course, thank you, Dennis, for taking the time to, to share your insight and wisdom.